the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G and we are Christmasing ourselves and the studio and the whole show up a right rare old treat. I'm currently dressed as Ebenezer Scrooge and Bush, Tiny Tim. We're going Victorian, yeah. Uh, if you like all that, then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat, I promise you, and we will be peppering and also salting and in general condimenting the whole show with some absolutely brilliant music. Hang on, where's Slade? Yeah. Where's Ruddy Wham? I've got a Christmas jumper on. We're a Christmas jumper up ready to go. And what's that? Where's, huh? where's Chris Rear? Yes. When he's, you need him. He's on the M6. Oh, he's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's had a terrible journey. Delays. It's been a nightmare. It's taken him years. Absolutely years. I think, is it the M6 or the M25? Is it, I think he's been going round and round and round. Someone does need to point that out to him. I did, I did see him playing in the um, arcades, the fruit machines. Oh, at did you? Keel Services. Oh, did you? On the, cl- on the claw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's having a go on the claw at Keel Services. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's sitting on Britain's best loo. Oh, yes. That's on the M6, isn't it? I once, when I was a budding journalist, phoned yeah. up and told the wrong service station, the wrong service station, that they'd won the Southwest <laughs> Service Station Toilet of the Year. Bush. The manager was made up, told everyone about it, and I had to phone Bush. them back later on. No, you had to retract it. I had Bush. to retract Bush. it. It was so Bush. Bush. awful. Bush. That is as bad as the late great Sir Terry Wogan telling Cindy, the French chanteuse, that she had won the selection process for the UK Eurovision Song Contest. I was up there with that. It is oh. Bush. So what happened? I broke their hearts. Were there repercussions? Uh, Yes, I was no longer invited to work at the Western Daily Press newspaper in Bristol anymore. You got the same? I got the elbow. Oh, it's awful. Gosh. Let's not dwell. It's Let's Christmas not dwell. Eve. It's, it's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas Eve. Now, listen, I need to lay something on the line. Re-Christmas, which is going to happen tomorrow. We've got one more. I, I don't like this expression, but I am going to use it. One more sleep. Oh, you're one of those, are oh, you? Are you one the, of those on Facebook? It's Oh, oh no, what's that? Are people just put some, ten more sleeps, oh, no more sleeps. Oh, sinister. You see, for me, that doesn't work because I have at least two sleeps a day. <laughs> Sometimes three. So that, that math doesn't really wash with me. That's a very good point. Now, listen, how do we feel in this room, producer Louise, Andy Bush, about re-gifting? Yeah? Thumbs Ooh. up, Louise. Bush, what are you saying? I think that it's out of order. Oh. It's out of order. It's totally out of order. Oh, Bush, you actually look... That's the first time I've ever seen you look a bit angry. Let me clarify this. You mean wrapping up a gift that someone else has given you... I'm passing it on. Bush, I do it all That's the time. not right. It's not right, Mel. I, I, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a stat here. Okay. I reckon... 60% of what I'm giving out this year is regift. Is that bad? I think it's good. It's recycling. Come on, mate. Save it's, the planet. It's almost like against the Trade Descriptions Act. You're not even giving them a present you've gone and bought. You're selling on some hooky gear that you didn't want in the first but place. But I'm still thinking about them. That's and I'm looking right. at the gifts I have at my disposal. And I'm saying, well, you know, Uncle Reggie might like that. Cousin Eric might enjoy that. And Auntie Joyce might have need of that. It's still There's still thought behind it. All I'm doing is saving... The planet. I, th- I can see we're going to have a little bit of Christmas argy-bargy about this. Now, listen up. Regifting. This is obviously fairly contentious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say one thing, which I've suddenly remembered, being reminded by Louise, producer, who told us quite a tragic regifting story whereby she gave her mother something that was then regifted back to her the following year. Louise, we feel your pain. What I used to do as a kid was go to the bathroom cupboard, get out something, talc, bath salts, <laughs> smellies, wrap it up, 
give it to my mum and the rest of the family. So they were not only re-gifts, but they were used. <laughs> That's just awful. I'm Isn't very that... tight. Is that terrible? Well, when you first started talking about this, when you said re-gifting, I thought you were saying RE. RE-gifting, in terms of like no. regarding gifting, no. that you actually mean this is a like a little side project that people have got going on, a side business. 70% of everything I get this year will literally go through the conveyor belt and be given to somebody else. Does that mean a lot of presents that you get, that people misjudge you and you, they don't get you stuff that you actually want then because you're then moving this this kind of contraband on the next year? I don't know, Bush. I think I've just... It's, I, it's, 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 it's a syndrome. I can't even say the words. I don't know. I just feel I can't have too much stuff in the house. You don't want too much stuff in the house. Life laundry, get rid of it. Really? Get rid of it. It's all part of the hashtag elite lifestyle, isn't it, I suppose? Listen... But I have to say, Bush, that lovely present you gave me last week... Oh, yes. ...that is still under the tree. Good. And will be until the 27th when it gets moved on. <laughs> um, now, ty- no, Bush, I would never do it to you. you re-gift that, Mel. I would never re-gift a present I'm going to phone enough. all of your friends on a weekly basis. Just, like, just go for a call log. <laughs> just checking in. Has she been, has she popped over, giving it you can, anything? It can be any time of year. It can be birthday. It can be Christmas. <laughs> no, I won't. I will hold on to it uh, till New Year. <laughs> Right then, delving into the topic pot. Oh, it's a lovely pot. It's a gorgeous, isn't that? <laughs> Would you say that's from current times, or do you think that's... It's got, it's, I don't know, it looks slightly oldie-worldy, isn't it? I reckon it's like... King Arthur-type time. Did they have glass pots back then? He probably would have kept all of his scrolls in it. He would have done. Right, Let, come on. Let's delve, delve in. Delve. Delve in. Delve. Someone from our office has written a question on a bit of paper, and it is this. Right, come on. Come on. Oh, Secret Santa pros and cons. Ah, mm. interesting. I get annoyed where you set a price limit on Secret Santa and you go, uh, five quid, everyone. Yeah. And you kind of think, yes. I always go, absolutely, you know, buy the book, yeah. five quid. Mm-hmm. Probably even four eighty. If you can come in under, that's even better, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And yes. I kind of think, that's good. I've done what I was supposed to do. Yeah? Yeah. And someone blooming puts in like a 20 quid thing. Yeah, and that's not right. And that really, really bugs me. So I would say a con of Secret Santa, is if somebody goes over the price margin. 100%. It's a bit like saying, we won't do presents this year, and then someone goes and buys presents. And everyone does. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But the pro of Secret Santa, of course, is you are only having to buy one gift, Mm -hmm. which is great, and you're also tailoring it to that one particular person, which is really fun. We've got a Secret Santa going on in this office. I've got to go and buy it and stuff as well. Okay, are you allowed to... No, obviously you're not allowed to say who it's for, Mm -hmm. but do you know what you're going to get? I don't know. I don't know anything about this girl. She's a lovely girl. (gasps) But I don't know what she's into or stuff. So I was thinking, maybe get her a kind of a glass thing that she can keep stuff in in the kitchen. But like a pot? I'd like some kind of like a pot with like a, a vacuum seal on it or something. But where would I get one of those? Well, I think you'd have to travel back in time to get one of those, Bush. You're absolutely right. What a shame. I know. Though the, You can't get those today. Those orange uh, rubber-lidded uh, pots. Can't. That everyone uses. Not, um, not for love nor no, money. No, no. That's not going to happen. Never mind. Get her something saucy. Get her some sort of sweet... Pants made out of sweets. It's <laughs> made out of sweets. I didn't know whether you were going to say, like, go actually on. a sauce, like go some on. condiments, no, or on. actual pants, pants made out of sweets. I'm going to get some pants made out of sweets. Go to a sort of moody shop. You know the yeah. ones I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Go on, because no one will ever know it's you. It'll be fun. Go on. I'm going to do that, and let's see what happens. My favourite service station is Fleet. Is it? Yeah, I love a bit of Fleet. Why do you like that service station? Because it reminds me of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, my f- favourite service station in the United Kingdom is Bridgewater Services. You ever I been to Bridgewater Services? Bridgewater, yeah. It's lovely. like a service station from a different era. It's like a yeah. parallel universe. Yes. 
unusual. Actually, I, I said, yes, I, I don't know if I've ever been to Bridgewater Services. Get yourself down there, Mel. It's brilliant. Is, it nice, is there a nice pasty or two at Bridgewater? Get yeah. a good pasty there. Yeah, yeah. It's even got, and these are very rare these days, uh, you know those machines that you can get your fortune told? It's, it looks like a, yes. a, a stone plinth, and yes. out of the mouth comes your spews fortune. Spews the fortune. S- spews forth your fortune. Do you know what? A lot of people are probably on the road today, aren't they? Yes. A lot of people doing their Christmassy round-robin, you know, mm-hmm. family visits and all that. If you are at a lovely service station as we speak, I hope you're having a great time. I love a service station. At some point in my life, I hope to be, I would love to be, one of the managers that gets their face on the picture as you go into a service station. Wouldn't you love that? Yes. Yes, I would. Andy Bush hopes you had a great time at Gordano Services. And you'd be, we can make that can we make that happen? I'd love that. I'm fully expecting that to happen in, I'd say, about inside of two years, if I'm lucky. Life goals. Life goals, life goals Mel. Now, talking of life goals, talking about important things as we are, it's it's Red Letter Day, isn't it? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Christmas Eve, Red Letter Day. It's got to be a special one. What is it, Bush? Three facts Good. about Christmas. Oh. <gasps> It had to be. I was hoping it would be. I thought maybe you might throw in something about, oh, three facts about the four Cortina or something. No, not me. I'm glad it's Christmas. No curveballs here, Mel. Come on, man. Fact number one, robins on cards were a joke 150 years ago when postmen wore red tunics and were nicknamed after them. Oh, they were called robins. Robins. Isn't that weird? I didn't know that. It was just a big joke. Uh, fact number two. Strong. Despite the tale of three wise men paying homage to baby Jesus, mm-hmm. the Bible never gives a number. Matthew's gospel merely refers to wise men. So there could be any number of them. So, how, so why have we made it three? I don't know. Maybe it's just easy for nativity plays or whatever. Yeah. But it could be a whole mob. It could be like a mob of wise men were there. Um, One to do the cooking, one yep. to, to make the camp, one to sort it all. That's got me thinking, Bush. Yeah. Excellent fact. Excellent. Excellent 20 fact. to 30 wise men could have been. Aww. Final fact, hanging stockings out comes from the Dutch custom of leaving shoes packed with food for St. Nicholas's donkeys. He would leave small gifts in the shoes in return. And that was on uh, the 6th, wasn't it, of January? Was it? Wasn't it? Or was it the 6th of December? I'm not sure. St. Nicholas, he's called. St. Nicholas. Hello there, my name is St. Nicholas. <laughs> Are the shoes, they couldn't be... They couldn't be present day shoes, though, could they? What if I, you what if you put a mule out? You wouldn't get much in that. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, a, and a croc. Yeah, put some oh, coins no. in a croc. No. Oh, no, 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 Bush, my love. This is the this is Christmas Eve. This is the big one. Mm-hmm. This is the red letter day of all red letter days. How has your run up week to Christmas been? What the heck has been going on? Mel, this morning I've woken up with a craving. Oh, <gasps> tell okay. me. My craving is this. I think I might fancy going to a panto. <gasps> Do you fancy a Christmas panto? Mate, always. Because I know you like your musicals and stuff, always. but I don't know whether it, that kind of trickled over into the world of pantomime. In fact, panto on Christmas Eve is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I've never done it on Christmas oh, Eve. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. The best pantos I've ever been to, well, there are a few. Obviously, there are tons all around the country. You get oh. a cracker in Glasgow. Yep. An absolute monster panto in Glasgow. Uh, in London, the lyric Hammersmith is always unbruddy-leavable. Uh-huh. But I'd like to put a shout-out to the Yvonne Arno Theatre as well in Guildford. Oh, really? What are they doing? Oh, it's just so community. It's yeah. so brilliant. You really get the feeling that everyone's been involved. There's a lot of larking around. And I feel like it's a custom that I want to bring into my life because it used to be quite a custom, didn't it? Going yes. to a, a, have like you a, not been? Have you taken your daughter? I've never taken her to <gasps> one to see one. So this could be it. Do you I, know I used, what? To, I used to be scared of them for a bit. 
They yeah. sometimes they can be a bit scary. The bangs and the, yeah. and the dark forests and yeah, yeah. How how old were you when when you were scared of them? Twenty five. Yeah. Okay. But I, I feel like now's the time <laughs> to reapproach them. Okay. Um, listen, I would say this is my suggestion. Okay? okay. Wait till after the new year. Okay. Things are tawdry. Yes. You're feeling like, oh, I've got to do a detox, or, oh. you know, the muffins are hanging over the trousers, or <laughs> I've re-gifted all my presents, or, oh, yeah, life God. is a little bit bleak. Treat yourself to a panto. Is that the best time to do it? Yes. Are they still doing it then? Mate, some of them go into February. Oh, my lord. Yeah. No, panto, very much thumbs up. Having shouted my head off the other night in the pub, my voice is low enough to, to go to the Barry White level, I think. Yeah, now. you've got a very, you've got a really good sort of growly uh, Christmas voice going on there, Bush. Are you, are you going to be cultivating that over the well, Christmas? I might go door to door tonight and do a bit of uh, doorstep carol singing. Do people still do that kind of thing? <gasps> yeah. I could do that tonight. Oh, I'd love to do that. What time are you free? I can uh, I get the, the team to pop round. Yeah, but listen, we live in different districts. I'm in the Burbs and I will be making my way through 12 courses of uh, Polish Christmas <laughs> fair, probably crying at the same time because I've drunk a little bit too much vodka. That's a good point. So, and you're up the other end. We you're, are. You're in, you know, in other parts. Yeah, exactly. So, in the hood. So we'll have to meet halfway, probably in Aylesbury. Okay, that's fine. Let's meet in Aylesbury and I'll sing at you. Meet, meet you outside the theatre, which has the statue of Ronnie Barker. Oh, yes. Yeah, meet you there and I'll bring a lantern and I'll bring a nice warm snood. <sighs> yeah. Because you have to look after your vocals. Do you tip people who come and do carol singing at your door? Yes. Do you? Yes, Bush. And I hope that you've tipped your recyclers, your rubbish people, and anyone else. I was going I'm to ask you about this I'm very generous. I never re-gift them. I have never, ever tipped a binman in my life. Oh. Does this mean they're going to like do something bad to me now because they've sized me up and I haven't done any Actually, tipping? You must tip the binman. Really? A, they're legends, and B... That, that's just the thing you have to do. You have to do it. Yeah, I give several bottles. Do you? Yeah, not empty ones for the recycling. <laughs> I do, honestly, Bush, you. Oh, oh, I can't believe it, matey. So not money in an envelope. I was thinking money in an envelope. Yeah, bit of cash in an envelope. That's good. Some chocks. Some you know, clinkly bottles. Wow. Some smellies. <laughs> Um, oh, the smellies. Hate that word. So good. We've discussed that. You must do that. Now, Bush, you're a little bit late, obviously, for the Christmas tip. Yes. So what you do is you go in at New Year. A and New you say, year I'm tip. awfully sorry, mm-hmm. but here's very best wishes for the New Year, and you do that. So I'm awfully sorry. Please don't put me in the back of your machine. Here's some money and some booze. Yes. Okay. Good. And honestly, it, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll get dividends. Not real ones, but, you know. <laughs> I'm going in, Bush. Good for you. Right. I'm going to go for the little tiny one. Good action there. You'd be great on the National Lottery, you would be. Oh, cheers, mate. Picking the ball. Or, or even doing the, the draw cheers. for the FA Cup round. That'd be super good, That'd wouldn't be it? really fun. I love the cloth, the, the velvet cloth they've got with the, what they put all the balls Does in. Does it have some significance? I think it must have made it yeah. like really old or something. Is it Don Reavy's old chamois leather or something? Something <laughs> like that. Oh, now hang on. This person has really. There's quite a lot. Yeah, there's a bit of passive aggressive going on here. Ah, oh, Bush, strangest thing you've ever eaten. Strangest thing? Strangest thing you've ever eaten. Two things I've eaten that I've thought were quite weird at the time. First of all, I ate uh, alligator in Louisiana. And as always, anything that's weird tastes like chicken. Just tastes like chicken. (gasps) But did you you know that it was alligator when you ate it? Yeah. I was like, it was a bit of a delicacy, I think. And did you have to scrape... 
Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because it's pretty nasty. But were you aware of the scales? No, there was no. It was just like like cooked oh, it was meat. Just the meat. Just the meat. What color? Sort of grey. Yeah, kind of a greyish. It was a little bit underwhelming, to be honest with you. But weirdly, when we were little and we wouldn't eat our dinner, my mum told me and my brother that it was pterodactyl when we were about nine, and we both scoffed down our roast dinners, thinking. This is amazing. And it was a brilliant way for, you know, sometimes you try and trick your kids into finishing the dinner. Tell them it's dinosaur. I love your They mom. still bring this up to this day, actually, that's my parents. Um, oh, that's so cute. The day we ate pterodactyl. I love that. <laughs> I think I think the worst thing I've ever eaten was, um, oh, it was, it was a meringue with prawns. <laughs> oh, no. Two things that should never be bedfellows. It was a prawn meringue gang. How does that happen? It, it was some sort of... I, exactly. How do you put a prawn in a meringue? Exactly. It was some sort of Blumenthal-esque, you oh, know, yeah. is it cookery, is it experimentation? It's, it's you know, it's gone beyond... Yeah. Oh, it was grim, lad. Oh, that would repeat on you. I'd say that would re- I, would come back and haunt you. Do you know, just... I want to change the subject because just now thinking about it <laughs> makes it... makes uh, There's a foamy... Something foamy rising up into the, the, the gizzards. Not good. Listen, my friends, don't be fooled. It's time for Tell Mel, but don't expect me to have some sort of cosy white beard on and say, come here and sit on my knee and I'll make everything all right. No, this is going to be even more rigorous and tweedy than usual. It's time for our Christmas Eve Tell Mel. Let it begin. Hiya, Mel, it's Jess. Um, I have Mum and Dad coming over for Christmas meal, but I totally hate cooking. Um, I'm just seeing what is the best Christmas meal to do, which requires the least amount of effort. Right, Jess, here we very much go. You go to your local takeaway service, you bring the food back, you distress it, you cover it in icing sugar. Bingo! Hey, presto, there's your Christmas meal. Good luck. Next. Hi, Mel, it's George. I'm worried that my Christmas lunch is going to be boring. You know, same old, same old. Have you got a Mel G top tip to spice it up a bit? Mushroom ketchup, my friend. Next. Hi Mel, it's Sarah. I'm not sure what to leave Santa on Christmas Eve night. What kind of thing does he like? Does he like a tipple? Well, the Santa that works in our uh, neck of the woods in the suburbs of London very much enjoys, uh, ooh, some goldenberries covered in raw cacao. Those go down extremely well. Uh, he's slightly middle class, uh, the uh, the Santa operating in the suburbs. He also likes, ooh, he likes a cheeky Bacardi and Diet Coke. Maybe doubles, yeah. Uh, some Christmas decorations, obvs. Uh, a vegetable soup, that would be nice. Uh, I would say maybe a, maybe, maybe a few jammy dodgers as well. Santa likes those. Uh, is that too much? Sort it out, please. Well done. Good. Ah, oh, happy Christmas, everybody. Oh, I just love it. Happy Christmas, and I'm giving to you... Imagine me passing you a sort of family assortment of biscuits. Yeah, that's the kind of present I like to give out. Imagine my podcast as that. I've just given it to you. Enjoy just picking your little favourite bits. And uh, if you like it, every Saturday lunchtime, we're always here. Yeah, like the like the bad smell uh, from one on magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.